0: Revelation chapter four. If you feel like standing, you wanna stand, it's okay. If you don't, it's all right. Bible says after this. And this is the assessing of the churches. The seven churches. He assessed every one of them. You know something? God is going to assess your life and mine. It's gonna happen. One of these days, our lives are going to be assessed. So he says, after this, after the assessing of the churches, John says, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither. And I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately, immediately, without any split second time, I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one who sat on the throne. And he that sat was to, was to look like a jasper and a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne, in sight like unto an emerald. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats. And upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting. And they were clothed in white raiment. And they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like a lion, and the second like a calf, and the third like the face of a man. And the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, And they were full of eyes within, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. And when those beasts give glory to honor and thanks to Him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before Him and sat on the throne and worshipped Him and that liveth forever and ever, and cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Father, in the name of Jesus, give us insight into what You're trying to show us as we wait upon Your return. In Jesus' name, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for the wonderful music this morning, uh, Mark. Uh, When we all get to heaven and a highway to heaven and by and by, what in the world is the by and by? Well, the little nurse around a lot of times said, by and by, (laughs) by and by, it will come. There is a prize before us. In Hebrews it talks about running a race. I can't run your race, guys. You can't run mine. But there are prizes out there for all of us who strive to do the will of God. And we're not just going to pass these things out, y'all. We don't work to get saved. We don't work to stay saved. We work because we are saved. Amen? Amen? We do that for the glory of God the Father. Not for you, not for me, but for God Almighty. Now, when we think about these things, um, when we all get to heaven, well, there's only one thing wrong with that song, not everybody's a-going. When you read chapter 4 of the book of Revelation, I underlined them. Throne is mentioned 12 times. In fact, it's the key word uh, of, of, of Revelation chapter 4. Now, no matter what happens on earth, and a lot is happening on earth right now. A lot is happening. And most of what's happening, I'm satisfied, is not pleasing to God the Father. But He's still on His throne. He's still in charge. He is in complete control. Someone asked me about my glasses this morning. I said, yep, i got new, got my new glasses. I said, can you see good? I said, I can see the moon. How far is that? Pretty good vision, isn't it? And then this morning on the news, they were showing us the back side of the moon. Well, not being short or smart, but who cares? I do not plan to go. I plan to go beyond that. And when I go beyond that, if I think about it or I have a chance, I may glance back and say, yes, just like they said it was. (laughs) The backside of the moon. John writes about things, he says, which must shortly, shortly come to pass. You know, we don't think much about heaven until we attend a funeral. And then us poor preachers try to help the family to feel good about where their loved one has gone. You know, thank God for His grace. Many people know nothing about living for Jesus, know nothing about going to the house of God, know nothing about worshiping and praising Him until about 30 seconds before they die. And they decide, hey, I better get my ticket. They're about to close the door. And they accept Christ. You say, you believe that person goes to heaven? Absolutely. I didn't create it. I didn't fix it. How close was the thief to going to hell? Seconds, minutes, he said, Lord, remember me when I come into your presence. Well, you say, well, I've been serving the Lord for 75 years. It just don't seem fair. Well, what's not fair? Hey, if I'm going the wrong direction, God will fix it, okay? I'm going His direction, and if it's the wrong direction, He'll fix it. The world says, you're going in the wrong direction. You can't do that here. Well, I'm sorry. I am who I am, and I'm going to keep on being who I am as long as I am, okay? You get that M? Alpha and Omega, first and last, beginning and the end, nothing's going to change. Jesus said, I'm the same today, yesterday, and forever. Thank God for the story. It never changes. Y'all can help me, I won't be so long. Well, not everyone who dies is going to heaven. Jesus said, not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, there's something about repenting. John, bless his heart, he preached and he lived out repentance. Then they said, hey, not only do you need to repent, in other words, ask God to give you of your sins, but they said bring fruits of repentance. You know what the fruits are? Proof. Proof. If I say I'm saved... I ought to act like I'm saved. I ought to walk like I'm saved. I ought to talk like I'm saved. If I, if I, if I don't, then I have no fruits to show any proof. Not that I have to prove to you, but let me tell you something. People are watching us. They're looking at our lives every day and they're going to see if we're going to stumble or not. We're going to stumble. We're gonna stumble. I ain't gonna fall. I'm, I'm in the blood of Jesus. I can't fall. I may stumble. I'm going to sin. The devil's gonna to see to that. But I can ask for forgiveness and be, be forgiven and then show some results of that. You know, people come to the altar boo-hooing and squalling and bawling and, or either, or, or in a hospital bed saying, Mr. If God just me out of here. I won't be at church. You know when they came? When they laid in that box. God is not playing, y'all. He ain't playing with First Baptist folk either. He's not in the playing game, okay? He is serious when He says, I will come again. You say, "Well, I'm saved. I'm not going to worry about the rest of it." You better be thinking about the rest of it. You better be thinking about the way you're leading your family, the way the example that you are at church or at work or wherever you are. It's necessary. It's important to live a life that backs up what I say. I can't describe to you how how uh, uh, how uh The feeling that I had when God spoke to my heart wanting me to preach. I can't explain that. All I know is it was a constant grind on my heart and my soul until I gave in. The Bible says God loves every soul. And He will wear you out and me out if we don't obey Him. You say, well... I've been dibbly-dabbling in sin along the way, and I had not got a whipping yet. Well, you mark it down, I can see. I could take you right to the spot where my daddy would be in a recliner after a hard day of laying brick, and he had the lever pulled back, and the feet throwed up, and his head laid back, and his old rough hands resting on the arm. But I can hear that thing when it come out of gear, plop, and he hit the floor. I knowed it was over with. He might have been wore out tired, but he wasn't too tired to snatch up a young'un who wasn't doing right. Yes, I got exactly what I deserved, and sometime I got out of it. (laughs) God's the same way, y'all. He's not playing. He means what He says. And He says... What He means. You see, God reveals certain things to His people. Certain things He reveals to us. Uh, Jesus gave us a um, promise of heaven. In John 14, 1 through 3, He said, uh, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in Me. For in My Father's house, and He knew about the Father's house because He'd been there. In My Father's house. I can take you to that house. I can walk you through every room in my mind. So Jesus said, in my Father's house are many mansions, many rooms, no shacks, no cabins. And he said, "If it, I've gone to prepare your place, and if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you. I'm coming back. I'm coming back. And then uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, your eyes hadn't seen. Your ears haven't heard. Neither hath entered into your mind and your heart the things that await us who are God's. So how are we going to get there? We've got to meet the requirements. That's the bottom line. John said, I saw a door open. I may mention this again. I may not mention it again. Doors can be open. Doors can be shut. Doors can be cracked. Doors can be hung. Doors can be tore down. Whatever the, wherever door you're standing at, God will do what your heart's desire is concerning that door. If you're on the wrong side of the door, He's promised to open it where you can get to the right side. If the door's not hung properly, He will fix it to where you can come through. He's promised to do that. He said, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm coming back. You're mine. I died once. I died for all. All that the Father hath given me, I have not lost a one. Listen, heaven is real for those who meet the requirements. Okay, what about this open door? Well, verses 1 through 3, it talks about the place. What kind of place is this? Well it talks about the people, the person. Who showed John the wonders of the future? He said it was a trumpet, hey, blasting. And it spoke to me, it said, Come up here, son, I want to show you things which shortly must come to pass. I want to give you a glimpse. John was on his deathbed, by the way. He's taken out of the Isle of Patmos to die. Beat to uh, well, they thought they'd beat him to death and they took him out there to go ahead and die. You see, God wasn't through. God knew 2015, you'd be sitting right here, and you'd need to hear what John saw. John, what he saw. Well, he saw the place. I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. You see, God wants the best for us, and so He's keeping the best. To last. You know, Lynn. and I, we're, we're so blessed, and we thank God for all the provisions He provides for us. Um, we don't need anything, honestly. We do not need a thing. God's blessed us in so many ways. Now, we, you know, there might be some things we want, but I don't know of any needs that I have. And if you have needs, ask God. He's promised to supply them to His children. Ask Him. So, this open door. He saw the place, the person there. Uh, 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 John saw the throne of God. Now, he didn't describe exactly all it but he saw the control center. Where my fathers are sitting and where my Jesus is sitting. And all he's got to do is point his finger. And his son, Jesus, is sitting there on the right-hand side waiting for his father to say, Son, I think it's time that you go get your bride. Are you, am I, going to be a part of that bride? choice is yours. God's given us a choice. We can take it or we can leave it. You know, the problem with some of us, now listen, the problem with some of us, we want heaven and we want the world too. You can't have both. Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. You're either living for me or you're not living for me. Listen, guys, it's an everyday thing. It's not just on Sunday that we come to perform and show people, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm going to church. No. He saw the throne. He saw the control center. What kind of personality did he see? He, he saw this place. The Bible says, great burst of lightning flashing. He said it was glittering as a diamond, hmm. as a shining ruby, a rainbow. Now, it, it, it is what it says it is. Rainbow. Okay. When we see it, it's it's like a half circle, right? We see the rainbow, many beautiful colors. But this, John said, this thing was like a rainbow, but it was not just a bow. It encircled the throne of God. Can you imagine the beautiful colors that God produced there for John to see? You say we're going to see that? Well, John said that the spirit was—he was in the spirit—and and that trumpet spoke to him and said, "Come up here. I want to show you some things that's going to shortly come to pass." In other words, hey, when we get there, yes, I believe we're going to see it. What kind of place would it be if we didn't? Rainbow, like an emerald, encircles the throne. Well, what a place! We don't have enough time to describe all that the Bible talks about that place. A place of no more. No more tears. No more sorrow. No more suffering. No more pain. No more death. Wow. Can you imagine all that? Well, not only the place, but in verses 4, 5, and 6, He begins to talk about the people. Round about the throne. Four and twenty seats. Okay, that's what he says. No doubt, no doubt. This has to be the rapture of the church, okay? It's coming. The church is going to be taken out of here, y'all. Hey, some man, I don't know who he was, didn't read the books, okay? I read this book. Left behind series. Nothing wrong with the books. Maybe you have them. Maybe you've read them. Wonderful, I'm glad you have but have you done anything about it? Or are you going to be a part of that left behind Christ? I don't believe God would do that. I don't believe God would leave me behind. I mean, I'm a good daddy. I'm a good husband. I'm a good worker. I'm, I attend church. I am give. I do that. Would He leave me behind? He will leave you and I behind if we don't have the blood of Jesus applied to our soul. That's how it is, guys. That's the bottom line. You're either lost or you're saved. You're either living for God or you're not. Well, the rapture. are going to be caught up. No, the Bible don't use the word rapture. Now, some translations might. And that's okay. Because that's what it is. A taking out, a taking up people. This could be, maybe, the twelve tribes of Israel and the twelve disciples. They're there. We see in this, in these people here in verses four through six, we also see a picture of the throne of judgment. It talks about that. And before the throne there was a sea of like glass and crystal in the midst of the throne. And round about the throne, four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Listen, God knows you and me. He sees me from the back. He sees me from the, from the front, the left, and the right. You may be fooling your family. You may be tricking your husband or wife. But you're not fooling God. You're not going to trick God. God knows all about your and my actions and why we do what we do. And I'm satisfied, as I've seen some pastors shake their head, that God just shakes his head. I don't know why, why, why they don't stop what they're doing. You know, the best way to stop something is stop. I mean, stop! They say, well, I'm gradually trying to wean off. Now, this is ugly, okay? I, this is ugly. It makes you want to just slap somebody into next week and say, Can I get your attention? You need to ask yourself. I need to ask myself, point blank, hey, have you been saved? If the answer is yes, then... Are you acting like it? Are you talking like it? Does your actions speak louder than your words? Again, coming to the altar, boo it and squalling and bawling, don't get it if you don't have any fruits of repentance. I mean, God said, come and bring your fruits of repentance. I mean, by the way, God's going to collect them. I mean, we can either give them to Him freely and enjoy it, or He's going to take them. Okay? We're talking about an open door. We're talking about a place where John saw into heaven. Not only the place and the people, but hey, they were praising going on. Okay? Verses 7, and they say, And the first beast was like a lion. Okay? You know what? The, which Gospel talks about the lion? Matthew talks about the lion. And he also it says, And the second beast was like a calf. Mark's Gospel talks about a calf. That has to do with servanthood. And the lion has to do with strength. But he also says, and the beast had a face as a man. Luke says, talks about a man's face, an intelligent face. He's talking about the Son of God. It also says, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. John talks about that flying eagle. And in that is the Spirit of God that flew. Well, how about an attitude here? Look at verse 8. Not only the appearance, as we see them praising the Lord, the appearance in verse 7, but in verse 8 is an attitude. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, Holy Holy, Lord God Almighty, which was and is, and what does it say? And is to come. He is coming. We need to get that in our head. Which was? Hey, when Jesus was here and is, sitting on the right hand of the Father, and is to come. I don't know how to explain it any <laughs> any further. Probably somebody could explain it better. Um, But the seraphim's job was to praise God at all times. You remember in Isaiah 6? Old Isaiah said, he he said, I remembered it was in the year that King Uzziah died. He he says, I also saw the Lord sitting upon a throne. God gave him in sight into heaven. He said he's sitting on a throne. He said he was high, he was lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Now what I'm leading up to is these seraphims. He said, and, and, and it's, st- and, in, in, the, in there stood the seraphim. Each one had six wings. Two of those wings covered his face. Two of those wings covered his feet. And two of those wings he used to fly. And he says, and one of them cried unto another and said, holy, holy, holy. There you are. Again. God revealed that to Isaiah. Way before Jesus ever came on the earthly scene where people could see Him, is the Lord of hosts, the whole earth, He said, is full of His glory. It says, and the door, and the post of the door moved, there's that door. The post of the door moved at the voice of Him who cried, and the house was filled with smoke. The Holy Spirit of God was raining down, making His presence known. Then said I, Isaiah said, Lord, have mercy upon me. I am sorry. I am low down. He said, my lips are filthy. I'm living among people who are filthy. And He's saying, God, have mercy upon me. For mine eyes have seen the King. Can you imagine? Can you imagine seeing the king first time? First time. Seeing the king. Our newest little baby, right here. Michael being the man, he is the king of his house. Can you imagine him seeing the baby and the baby seeing the king? Not to leave out the queen. Hey. God is real. He, he wants us to know about His place. He wants us to know about the people. He wants us to praise Him. You know what we're supposed to be doing now? We're supposed to be praising and worshiping God. Praising and worshiping God. How many of us are doing that? I've shared this with you before. I look around when we're singing and some just standing there. I wonder where in the world you are. What if Mark stood up and said, Turn to him, number so and so, and the musician started playing and he don't sing a lick? Just folds his arms, just looks around. What are we going to do with him? I'm wondering, can you sing? Oh no, I can't sing. Well, open your mouth and let your lips flop. Act like you're singing anyway. We're about praising God. What are you going to do for those of you who are saved and just flap won't open your mouth and sing? What are you going to do when you get to heaven? <laughs> no, this is not so, but you might get put in time out. You know what that is, don't you? Sitting in the corner. Don't you die Pete. Well, I never did like that. Pierce Town School. <laughs> I got caught many times. I put, put them thumbtacks all in the heel of them boots. Had real leather boots. Put them thumbtacks in there. And that floor was old oak floors coated with oil. Man, I could sail them here to that back door. <laughs> many times during recess, I had time out. I stood before the American flag and had to recite over and over. I pledge allegiance to the flag over and over and over. Grady Nutt said, This is sure as you memorize something, you will forget it. He said, I was asked to bring the invocation in a special service. He said, I walked up to the podium. I put my hands on the pulpit. said, would you bow your heads? Close your eyes. He said, I pledge allegiance to the flag. <laughs> Our memory. John got to see right before he went in there. Right before he went in there, they opened up a door said, hey, I want you to see what you're about to get a hold to here. I want you to see what's waiting you now, John. Don't you forget to write it down because there's some people down at the First Baptist of Westminster that need to hear this in 2015. It's real. It is real. I'm telling you. We're we're we know about the place. We know about the people. We know we're supposed to be about praising. But verses nine through 11, look at it. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne. Look what he said, who liveth forever and ever. You know, that's not said about another God. <laughs> there is not another God that's going to live forever. He says the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne. What do they do? Worship him that liveth, heard he again, forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. And here's what they said, thou God, you're worthy, O oh, Lord, you're worthy to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things. It says, for Thy pleasure they are and were created. Pleasure. You know, worshiping the Father brings pleasure to Him. Brings pleasure to Him. It should cause us to rejoice knowing that we worship One who lives forever and ever and ever. So what I'm saying, get used to it. You need to be worshiping God. So when you get there and say, well, what am I supposed to do? What should I do? Hey, you ought to already know if you're a born-again child of God that we're to be about the Father's business of sharing Christ and come together on the Lord's Day to worship and to praise and to honor Him day and night. It says they didn't sleep day and night. You know, when we pass from this life to the next, and people come by if the body's not cremated and they look at the body, It's laying there. That body can't speak to you. That body can't hear. It can't see you because it's asleep. The soul has been extracted. And that soul is wherever that person prepared his soul to go. It's asleep. And will be asleep until the Lord comes. As a Christian, they're going to get up. Somebody said, I'm so tired. I am so wore out, it would probably be I'll die one day and Jesus will come the next and I'll have to get right up. Well, if that's how it is, that's how it is. Okay? We won't need rest there. We'll have a brand new body. It'll be an indescribable body. Can you imagine just never having to go to sleep? Some of us live for sleep, don't we? (laughs) We live for sleep. Oh, I can't wait till this afternoon. I get me a nap. I don't know where I will or not. Nothing appears present. That's a nap, isn't it? Nothing appears present. Listen, doors can be opened, closed, cracked, hung, locked. But you know what Jesus said? Come unto me, all ye that lab- labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Rest, come unto Me. Souls, Rest. Some of our souls are being beat to death. You know why? Because we're trying to serve God and we're trying to serve the devil. You can't do it. I don't care who you are, you cannot do it. And it's high time you made your mind up, you're either going to serve God or you're going to serve the devil. You're headed to heaven or you're headed to hell. One of the two. Jesus also said... I am the door to eternal life. He also said, I stand at the door knock. If any man hear my voice and open his heart's door, I will come in. I will remain with him. And I want to make adjustments in his life. What do you do when somebody knocks at your door? And I ask you this question before I look at the word knock right quick and we'll finish. Which side of the door are you on today? Are you on side that God's on, or are you on the devil's side? Listen, he said, I stand at the door and knock. You know who said that? The king. The letter K is for the king. The king stands and knocks. Who wouldn't in their right mind let the king come in? The king, he knocked. The letter N is for no. No one will be left out who answers the door. Who answers the door? No one. He said, all that the Father hath given me, I have not lost a one. Oh, I've got some that's gone astray, and I'm just about to bring out the whip. No one is turned away. The letter O in knock. He wants us to be obedient and open the door. Every picture I've ever seen of Jesus standing knocking on the door, there's no knob because the knob's on the inside of our heart. We're the one that must open up and let Him in. I, as a pastor, I, as a preacher, He's still knocking and wanting me to do this and do that, and I must be obedient and do it, whether I like it or not. Obedient. The letter C. We, he, when He knocks on our door and we obey Him by opening that door, we need to call on the Lord. Call on Him. He said, You call on me, I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things you hadn't even thought about. I'll answer you. You know, I knew prior to my surrender to preach, I knew God would answer me. I was scared. I didn't want to, because I was the kind of person I knew once I made that commitment. I would never, ever back up. I would never, ever back out. And let me tell you something else. Listen, listen, when I got saved, I'm still saved. When I got married, I'm still married. And I'll go to my grave saved and married. Do you understand? And I'll stay married to this one right over here until she checks out, because her prayer is, take me first, Lord. Lord. I think she's praying that that, that, that God will take her first and leave me a wildcat. (sighs) God answers her prayers most of the time, but I hope He don't hear that. I don't need no wildcat. (laughs) I need the kitty that i got now. (laughs) She does not snore. Let me tell you something. She purrs. You know what a purring and cat sound like? I love it. She's mine. You can look at her if you want to, but she's mine. All mine. We chose each other. We chose God. We chose the Lord Jesus as our Savior before we chose each other. We dedicated our marriage to Him. We dedicated our home to Him. We dedicated our children to Him. We dedicated our grandchildren to Him. It's all His. Hey, this ain't my church. People say, well, how's your church doing? Well, First Baptist is doing great. But once I come back, I ain't sure. Somebody said, there's some left while you were gone. Now some of them... Some of them have come back. Well, it's okay. I love to go to different restaurants to eat, don't you? Go eat somewhere else. It's okay. Make sure the man you're listening to is preaching the gospel. There is no other way. To get into heaven. We're talking about the king knocked on the door. We're talking about he don't turn no one away. We're talking about being obedient. We're talking about <clears throat> excuse me calling on the Lord. The letter K. You know what the Bible says? I am kept by the power of God. You can knock me down, but you can't knock me out. Okay? You can't knock me out. Letter K not only, not only stands for that I am kept and him knocking at the door, but it also stands for his kingdom. For, in in the Bible says his, for his kingdom there shall be no end. Can you imagine being a part of a kingdom with a king who's never gonna die, with a king who loves us, with a king who's going to provide us, and all we've got to do is follow him and worship and praise him. Is that hard? Yes, it's hard because the devil don't like it. He hates you. If you are saved, you are a hated individual by the devil right now. God may be speaking to your heart about being saved, coming to this altar today to repent of your sin or whatever, or, or as some people say, turn over a new leaf. But, and the devil say, oh, you don't want to make a fool of yourself. Everybody, everybody thinks you're saved and, and you're looking good and everything's going well. You don't have to go down there. Hey, That preacher don't know what he's talking about. What do you mean the Word of God? He don't have a clue. But I say this, you need to obey the Lord. Don't obey me. Hey, uh, I'm nothing. Don't, o- don't obey me. Don't even follow what I say. This is what this says right here. What thus saith the Lord. That's what we need to be about. That's what we need to do. I, I beg you today, listen. If you, if you come repenting of your sin, next week, let there be some fruit to prove, hey, that person meant what they said. That person meant going to that altar was, was real. If you're lost, I invite you to Jesus. I don't know any other way to put it. I can't make you come. I will not come and get you and drag you up here. But Jesus stands at your heart. If you're lost, listen. Jesus is standing at your door right now. You say, I don't feel anything. You know why? Because you probably turned her down so many times, the devil's got you so numb you can't feel. Have you still got your hearing? Do you hear? The Bible says, "He that hath ears, let him hear what thus saith the Lord." And Jesus said, "I love you," and gave His life to prove it. What have we given, Father? In the name of Jesus, touch hearts, touch lives. God, I ask you in the name of Jesus that you speak to us in a a way that we know exactly what you want, even if it embarrasses us. Lord, I'd rather be embarrassed here and to be around that throne one day praising You, than to stand at Your throne and hear You say, I'm sorry, I don't know You. I spoke to You, and You didn't listen. I begged You, and You didn't care. I died for You, and You didn't acknowledge it. Father, speak through our hearts. We ask Your will to be done. Give people, whoever need to come today, courage to come to the altar. In Jesus' name, Amen.